Have you worshipped him today? Yes, hallelujah. I didn't hear you. Have you? Deep. 
Come on now. Let it look like it changed. Come on, come on, come on. But no matter how deep something gets. Uh-huh. Oh, y'all need to hear come that. Come on, Pastor. No matter how deep you think it is, uh -huh. even if you can't see the bottom, know this, come that on. everything come on. got a foundation yes. that is built on. Yeah. I know you're right. And our problem is, when we get to sinking into it, we think the foundation doesn't change. All right. But how many keep saying God changes not? That's what we say. But how many of you think he doesn't change? Oh, I should have heard amen. 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 But God doesn't change. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. And I noticed when God said that he's the flock, mm -hmm. that the flock is his. Mm -hmm. I noticed that he started way back in Genesis using the word flock. And it kept on, the word didn't change. The word flock and sheep just kept going throughout time. But somehow, that word changed around the 17th or the 18th century and it went from flock to congregation. But when we look at God and, and Jesus and the Bible, I noticed that it didn't change. It didn't say what we try to make it say. How many of you have realized the more you change the word, the more the meaning starts to change. All right, all right, all right. Let me show you what I mean. If I said to you that you are a flock and sheep under God, you know somebody's over you. Right, right. But if I say to you that you are a congregation, you like you automatically start to think that well ain't nobody over me. Because that word does not transcend into something greater. Yes. That word means it's a gathering of people. But when you use the word flock, you know you got a shepherd. No. Yes. Come on, Pastor. Come on. See a flock. Understand that somebody else is in charge. We just together uh -huh. trying to follow somebody else. But uh -huh. a congregation, they seem to think that individually we are in charge of ourselves. All right, all right. And watch this. A flock don't choose when it comes together. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. Come on. When it's subservient to what it already knows is in command, it don't, see, it don't assemble itself when it want to. It assembles itself because it has to. Because there is more to it than what meets that. No, y'all ain't with me. Y'all ain't even here today. Let's go home. Because I can preach the meat. All right. See, God uses that term, flock and sheep, for specific reasons. And the greatest reason of it all is, I'm telling you that 
you quote the scripture, but you don't understand why I use the terms I use. You'll say, lean not on your own understanding. And his ways ain't my ways and my thoughts, but to you say it. Preach it. But if that's the truth, then you need a shepherd that do know his way. Yes, yes. I'm not talking about a man. I'm talking about God. On, God man. knows his own way yes, he does. and his own thoughts. Yes, and God is the one that is trying to guide the flock, the church today, that lost its flockness. Come on, Pastor. Come on. We so individualized. I might read the scripture. We so individualized that we no longer can come together as a flock. He says that you are flock. You are sheep. I'm his pastor. And that is through being a flock. Now I want you to notice something if you Bible readers. No, let me change that. You Bible studyers. Because there's a whole bunch of Bible readers. God uses that term throughout the Bible for his people. He didn't call the Midianites and the Amalekites and all them knights his people. He said, my people, Israel, you are a flock of my pasture. Then when Jesus came, Jesus even said, Oh, Israel, yes, you are God's flock and sheep, but there's another flock that ain't in this sheep fold. And I'm going after this other flock. And when I get that flock, and I got this flock, if you didn't read your Bible in Romans, Paul said, I want to I pray that Israel, the original flock, meet up with the new flock, that they become the flock of God. Uh-huh. All right. Well, we got some issues. You got a cheap shepherd. All right. And Jesus talks about it in John chapter 10. Now you see Peter says in 1 Peter 5 and 2, tend to the flock of God that is your charge. Do not be constrained by the willingness, nor be for the shameful gain for eager, eagerly, nor as dominating or domaining or demeaning not demeaning, dominating over those that you are in charge of, but be the example for the flock. Now, right now. that's what Peter said. Now, what does Paul say? All right now. Paul says in Acts 20 and 28 through 32, he says these words, therefore take heed to yourself and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit huh. has made you overseer and to the shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. And for no this, after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. See, these wolves ain't. 
if, if you know anything, of course. Let me give you a good example. What I, God gave me some vivid images today. At my school, I have some good wolves. Come on, Pastor. I mean, they, they wolves. They, I mean, literally, wolves. All right now. And when you look at this wolf, and you see this wolf, 90% of you will say, oh, they're so cute. They so nice looking. They so innocent. But when you watch the wolf, and you start to see it in action, and I have seen these wolves take a teacher, get around the teacher, and you know how wolves know. That's what these folk do. They get the gnawing on the teacher. Yeah. And I have two or three of them that just and see the teacher that got beat down out of fear that the wolf has got them in a corner and they can't find a way out. That's what Paul is saying. Savage wolves is going to surround you. But God said in John that I'm going to put up a fence pole where I can separate the seed from the wolf. And the problem with us is we keep on engaged with the wolf. And instead of letting God separate you from the wolf, you go deal with the wolf. Now, I got to see you. I'm glad you brought it up, so let me fix it. All right, Pastor. You talking about my dancing. Come on, Pastor. Yeah, that's okay. But see, the difference between me and most of us I have been out there with the wolves, but I wasn't staying. Come on. Come on. I knew it was time to leave. Come on. Because if I hang around long enough, Come on now. what was there was going to start to show itself. Come on. Come on. And what you think was some sheep wasn't really sheep. Come on. Because when I would have hung out a little bit longer, the wolves would have started to show up. And they finally would have gotten in a corner and started barking it and yelling. But see, I know that I can't hang with the wolves today, Because everybody is going to show up. The problem with us is we like hanging out with the wolf and think the wolf is the sheep. But God is saying, when it's time to cut them off. That's what's wrong with the church. All right. Don't you know the wolf ain't supposed to be in the church? Right. I can't find it nowhere in the Bible where the Bible says right. that you let the wolves hang out in the church. Uh -huh. The Bible tells us you identify them. Uh -huh. See, this is the problem. The elders and deacons of the church, the reason why they're not doing their job, because they worried about what the wolf is going to try to do. But their job is to single him out and then put up a fit for him. So they don't get with the sheep. But when the pastor says something, that looks like a wolf. They jump on the pastor. 
when he get to eating on the sheep and the church is going astray and they start to follow the wrong stuff you didn't want to hear what God had to say you wanted to hear what the wolf had to say that's why in Jeremiah he was called a reaping prophet because he watched Israel go to the wolves and do what the wolves say don't you know when you let the world into God's flock, that God is calling them wolves in sheep clothing and telling you that they are taking you away from the truth of what I done say. In the Bible, Paul warns us that you're going to have to be discerning about the sheep. That's right. See, we got wolves, but the called out have responsibility. Mm -hmm. The problem with the call out today is it don't want to do what it's supposed to do. Because the call out don't want to have to deal with the wolf that's in their house. The call out don't want to have to deal with the wolf that they call their cousin. The call out don't want to deal with the wolf that was their grandchild. The call out don't want to deal with the child that they gave birth to. But you got to understand when it's a wolf, it's a wolf. How did it become a wolf? Because that wolf didn't want to change and be converted into what God had created them to be. We think everything is a sheep, but I keep looking in the Bible and God didn't call everything a sheep. That's why when I hear everything that's where everybody born is of God, and I keep looking at the Bible and I keep noticing God don't claim what we claim. God don't agree with what we agree with. And God didn't say everything that he done for his head. He said there's a distinction. When Adam sinned, there became a distinction between what's mine So when we look at the church today, how many of you got a life? <laughs> oh, I'm going to say you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me go and get this load out. To you. So, so, we get you, so we can feel good. How many of you got a life that you don't even like? A life. The life you live in that you don't like. See, most of us sit there and lie. But most of us ain't satisfied with the life that we live. And that's because most of us don't understand that what God done designed, God is in charge of. Now watch this. I hate what God has me to do. Because I don't like to deal with all this mess. But that's what he done called these folk and me to do. He says the ministers and the elders of the church 
Your job is to deal with the stuff that's in the church. And see, grandma, grandpa, and everybody, and the ones that's dating, they want to bring the wolf to the church and think that they're going to change the wolf. And when the wolf then drop her and went over and sat with another person, the wolf is trying to tear up the church. But when we do what we're supposed to do, then it's our job to stand up to what it needs to stand up to. God is the one that says, you got to guard my sheep. But first, he gave some critical instructions. He said, let me get the under shepherd right first. Okay now, uh-huh. all right now. And watch this, hold on. Even if he not only do the under shepherd gotta get right, but everything I done called into the fivefold ministry better be right. He said, it's just not this under shepherd, but whatever I put under that under shepherd, that is supposed to be a guardian of the flock, they got to get right too. God says it like this. I gave you ministers to help you with the sheep, but they got to be examples to the sheep. Then he says, I got sheep dogs called deacons. Their job is to parot, is to is to is to is to guide and, and, and parole and, and to wander and make sure the perimeter is safe. Because every time I call my sheep together, then my sheep don't come together. And them demons and sheep dogs, they job is to look around and see if another wolf done came into the house and see. Their job. And God said, first of all, to me, he said, you got to be my under shepherd. You got to guard yourself and the church. He says, the minister got to look after his own life. Now watch what I'm about to say. God takes care of me. But what he don't take care of is my character and my conduct. See, he done, he shows me that he gonna take care of me. But it's my job and duty to try to let God fix my character and my conduct. Because see, watch this. When I'm no different than all of you that done done stuff, Cause I done done stuff. But the difference is when you go hang out with the wolves at the party. Come on. Is this? I know my character. Then change. I know my conduct is under scrutiny. Now watch what I'm about to say. If my conduct wasn't under scrutiny. They wouldn't have never brought up. Now watch this. All them folk that was there dancing. Why did they bring up the pastor dancing? They didn't mention nobody else that was on the dance floor. They were doing the electric slide, sliding under electricity, and doing whatever they wanted to do. But I did a couple of dance moves. 
concentrate and focus and attend and watch and guard your life for what you do. Because all they need is the passing of that dance. Now I know that they ain't talking about me when I'm dancing up here. I mean, I want y'all to go out there and tell them, oh, Pastor Richardson was dancing in the church. I ain't heard that one. But all of a sudden, that's the highest. Come on, Pastor. Come on now. Come on. Now, y'all don't tell them I dance every Sunday. But I go one day, and all of a sudden, oh, God, oh, she carried and conduct. Come on. That's what the other shepherd got to watch out for. Yes, sir. And see, watch this. See, I'm trying to help you out. Oh, yeah. See, watch Pay this. Attention. This is why, this is why you got to be careful. See, I hear this all the time. Oh, we like this preacher. We like this preacher because he acts like us. And he's human. And he do what we do. I ain't trying to do what you do. See, because I know what he doing ain't what God done saying. He said, separate yourself. He said, walk and worthy of him. There's nothing wrong with the party. There's nothing wrong with having a good time. But don't expect me to reduce myself to what God done called me about. Come
See, it's so much stuff that's tearing the church up today that the church that lost what it's supposed to be. The church is running around like wayward sheep because it doesn't let the sheep fall. It doesn't stop following the chief shepherd. It doesn't start to follow every wind of doctrine that keeps trying to come in. And see, when you got to guard against false teaching, then you got to be able to learn what false teaching is saying. I remember when I was in seminary, and I said to God when I was at going to get ready to go to school, I said, Lord, I need to go to a Bible college. He said, no, I want you to go to Emporia State. I said, why? So you can hear what they teach. So you will know what to preach against. And see, when we understand that the under-shepherd is here to do what God then called him to do, the under-shepherd got to work on something that we ain't too good at no more. And it's a shame when I see my brothers and sisters in Christ who proclaim that they're supposed to be part of God's under-shepherdship. And I hear that they can't forgive because the Bible says the under-shepherd better have an unforgiving spirit in their life. You can't walk around shepherding the sheep and not be able to forgive somebody. You can't walk around shepherding the sheep and have an unforgiving heart because that ain't what got no wolf in you. Now watch this, if I was at the height. Now my wife, was, she, she didn't do nothing wrong. Y'all didn't hear her name. I, I want you to know she was there. It says he must protect against self-indulgence, drunkenness, and possessions of life. See, that under shepherd got to watch what he done been blessed with God with. Uh -huh. He can't be running around wanting everything. Right. He got to know that God is going to take care of him. Yeah. And he going to find ways to be able to give it to him. That's why I'm not ashamed of where I live. That's why I'm not ashamed of what I drive. That's why I'm not ashamed of what clothes I wear. That's why I'm not ashamed of the education I got. Because the one thing I know, I didn't do this. It is through obedience of Jesus that God just gave it to me. And I'm like Job. If God gives it, that God can take it away. But like Job said, praise. Praise, yeah. praise be unto God, because yeah. He gonna get the glory. Yeah. See, Bad. we as ministers, yeah. we have a lot that we are responsible for. Because yes. He said, "Look after all the flock." Uh -huh. What's all the flock? Oh. The flock ain't just the African Americans. That's right. Come on now. The Say flock ain't just the Hispanics. Come on. The flock ain't just the Jews. Come on. But the flock is whatever God sends through the That's dark right. and placed under my leadership. Uh -huh. See, I'm not the pastor for everybody. Uh -huh. 
I'm just a pastor of what God then gave me. That's right. I'm not everybody's pastor. But somehow in this world, you think I'm everybody's pastor. Because y'all give them my number in a minute. I be looking at them, who are you? Well, I'm kin to such and such. And I'm looking at them, what church you go to? Well, I don't go to church, but I need your help. Well, I'm not really your pastor. But I'm willing to do what God done told me to do. I'll help you as much as I can. But don't think that I'm the pastor of everybody. A minister that looks after his flock. I'm concerned about you people and what God done gave me. See, the scriptures tell us that you got all kind of sheep. The first sheep says you got wandering sheep. See, today, what's wrong with the church? The shirt don't know who they belong to. They think they can belong to you. Stop. Holy Spirit. Right, Pastor. help y'all. Wandering sheep. We are like sheep going astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid him down in the iniquity of all of us. Watch this. Just like Israel today, we have decided we can go our own way. And here's the sad part about you. You really believe that you're in God's will. Uh-oh, Bridget. You really believe that. And watch this with itching ears. You're going to go find a preacher that tells you that. Uh, See, you're going to go find a church that agrees with that. That's right. And it's going to probably be the biggest thing in Wichita. But it's going to be just like those seven churches in Revelation. When they show up, God going to say, get away from me. Because I never knew you. And the key word in that is your own way. I'm just talking what the scriptures say. He said the man that wanders out of the way of understanding shall remain in a congregation of the dead. Mm. Mm. I noticed he didn't use the word flock. I, I just took English. See, I'm not trying to tell y'all stuff. Watch out here for another beautiful scripture. It says, Thou shalt forsake it, says the Lord. Thou art going backward. Therefore, I will stretch out my hand against thee. All right now. And destroy thee. Yes. Oh, it was, it was, oh, Jesus, don't let me read this last part. Oh, don't let me read it. Y'all want to look at it? Look at Jeremiah 15 and 6. Oh, Lord, don't let me read this last part. Oh, Jesus, they don't want to. I'm in the wrong child. I got to read good stuff. That the Lord is going to deliver you. And the Lord is going to put up with all your mess. And the Lord loves you so much that you can just do what you want to do. But unfortunately, it says, the Lord says, I am weary with repenting. God said, I'll get tired of you. Oh, y'all want to hear that? Yeah, I hate to say, can I say this? 
I know you record and put it on Facebook, Facebook Live, let it go out to all the world. Pastor Richardson said, grace runs out. He gets tired. He said, they are wandering and they are lost. Then he says, not only do we see, y'all say, if one leaves the flock, it's up to them to go get it. God said, no. If it keeps on wandering, let it wander. Because it's not trying to obey him. So the, I have to worry about the sheep that he done gave me. That's why I fight tooth and nail for your life. But once you decide to leave the sheepfold, let me tell you what else it said. The sheep can be seized by the beasts of the world. All right, now. And within the church. Come on now, Pastor. See, this is why we, the church looks like it looks. All right. Because the people are sick of the church. But what their downfall is, they don't understand. What's sitting next to them act just like them. But they think everybody that they sit next to is supposed to be this holier-than-thou person. Don't you know that the church is descending into this? The church folk will cuss you out just as quick as the non-church folks. And then you got the nerve to get mad because they acting just like you. And let me know again this because the Lord gave me this morning because see God there, y'all don't know. He said when the parents been cussing them out since they two years old, what do you think they going to act like when they 12 and 13 years old? See, the parent been cussing them out and running in the church. Hallelujah. They get home and cuss them out every day. And they've been in the church growing up. When they get a chance and they get away, what do you think they were shown to do? I got 12, 13, 14 year old children that says they go to church, but they will flat cuss you out. They done invented curse words, I didn't even know what that means. And it seems that y'all laughing, but this came out the church. Because you went home and did it. And when it comes out the church, and they come in the church. How do you think they gonna act? And we keep wondering what's wrong. Well, let me give you the scripture so that you can understand what's wrong. See, long as you was doing it, you thought you was fixing them. And you thought it was cute. But now you reaping what you done saying. See what I'm talking about? Oh, don't get mad, parents. Oh, you did it? Take it. 
did it to them, now they're able to do it to you. Oh, they so disrespectful, man. I tell my teachers all the time, they sit up there and say, Mr. Richard, they so disrespectful. And I look at the teacher and say, and what about you? What example are you setting for them? All they doing is reacting to what they know to react to. And when you get to after the food, they go after the food. That's right. I know you're right. It says, see, y'all thought we wasn't doing no false teaching. See, we've been teaching them wrong. That's false teaching. Let me show you false teaching. Oh, it's okay. Then when they come back and start biting on you because it's a war. Because you have got more holy. Okay now. Preach it. And now you can't rebuke this wolf off of your mind. Because it's just chewing you up. Because you reaping what you done sold. Now you're going to have to wait a while so that you can act like a Christian. And sooner or later, that will start to see what they done sold. And it starts to change that wolf back into what God done had them to do. That's why most folks can't handle the church till they in their 40s and 50s. Because all that time, they can run around acting like a wolf. And chewing on everything that they can find. And then they, they run into Christians that start acting like Christians. And pretty soon, it starts to like, seep in. And the Holy Spirit starts to work on them. And they start to turn their life around. And they come into the church. And they start to be just Christians. And they join the flock. They start acting like the flock. But if you ask them, I got you up. And see, you don't want to hear this. Because you don't believe this. But a sheep without a shepherd is in a pathetic condition. But we, he saw the multitudes and he moved with compassion on them because they fainted and they were sacredly abroad as a sheep without a shepherd. Because we, as sheep, has gone astray. And now when the shepherd returned upon the bishops of your soul, the church's job is a flock. That's why I fight so much for folks. It's because I know what they're going up against. And every time I see y'all, and I see these new folk that's coming in here, they done seen what life done done. And they know that they done ran out there. And they was the best sheep without a shepherd. Let me help you out. Most people come back to the church because they realize that they weren't a wolf. And they're the one that gets me. Most of us, I'm included. You thought you was the baddest wolf in town. All of a sudden, as you get older, you see that young wolf ready to kick your behind. Yep. And you realize you can't beat it up, and you run your behind back to the church. God is using anything to get you back home. I love when I watch them 50 and 60 year olds. I'll tell you what that little young buck saying. I don't even tell them that. See, I got a high school. Mr. Rich, I'll beat your behind. Yeah, I'll shoot you. I ain't worried about coming back. I'm going to sit in jail for the rest. But you, you ain't coming back. 
you. And you ain't gonna know I shot you. And I ain't gonna tell you what I'm gonna shoot you. You just gonna be dead. And I ain't gonna miss. 34 years in the military, I dare you. I'll take you out and you down the street. You didn't even know it was me. And I ain't gonna let nobody else do it because I want the pleasure. Amen. Amen. That was my feelings. That was my feelings. Alright. Uh, when they tell me they're gonna beat me up, I just say go for it. And I'm gonna pray for you and have a good time. I hope I taste like lamb chops. <laughs> but that's a flock. The flock must understand that it's the blood of Jesus that has brought us together. The flock has to start to understand that when God doesn't put us together, he is the chief shepherd. But like everything God does, he has human involvement. And like we are doing in our lives, and you guys have seen it, I'm so glad the younger we get, the more I know we can touch the younger children. When I start seeing the younger parents come in, then I want to make sure I have an effect on the younger parents. Because if I can get that 20 and 30 year old, I can get that 6 or 7 year old. And that 6 or 7 year old may grow up to be what God wanted to be. Instead of letting the world turn it into something that it doesn't want to be. And see, we too busy having to bury such bad young folk because our young folk want to hang out where the wolves is. And they don't even understand that they are you. A baby lamb trying to hang out with grown wolves, and they just steady getting eaten up, and they coming out with emotional problems, and they ain't coming out with being disturbed. They coming out with a lack of identity. They running out not trying to be what they supposed to be. They so confused that we got to give them drugs to get their minds back right. They so lost that they don't understand that God that created them to be what he want them to be. But they steady trying to hang out where they ain't supposed to hang out. And my, and see, we should tell them that we should thank God that we made it out of where we wasn't supposed to be. Instead of let them go in where you know they ain't supposed to be. You need to start putting up a barrier and say, before I let you go over there and die, I'm going to kill you by that because I'm going to fight you so that you can be what God wants you to be. See, we learn from our mistakes. Yes. Most of us done ran out there. And the church, unfortunately, is encouraging it and telling you that you can do it. But I got news for you. God says, Feed my flock. Take care of my people. Quit letting lies govern their lives. And start to teach them to come on back in the church. But don't just bring them to the church. Do what you need to do to become the church. That's why when you come to church, you should bring the church with you. 
This is just a place where the church is inside of you. And when the church doesn't worship God, then you heard from God personally. That's why the Bible says, I have seen God face to face, not with my naked eyes of thee, but I done seen him in my heart, and he done started to change my heart, and my heart gonna change my mind, and my mind is gonna change my character, and my character is gonna change my conduct, and God is gonna get the glory, because I am the church, I am the flock, I am the flock of God, I belong to the body of Christ, and it is through him.
that God is your chief shepherd. Yes. Your under shepherd is only trying to do what God doesn't call him to do. But you got the chief shepherd that says in John 10, I am the chief shepherd. I have laid down my life for my sheep. And I love you so much. I'm going to put you in a sheepfold. And I'm going to lay in front of that sheepfold where the wolves can no longer get to you. But you got to watch out. He said, once you decide to become wayward and you get away from the sheepdogs, now you're in a world that I no longer can protect you from. But God says in his infamous wisdom, he said, let me take you away from the sheep. I'm going to let you know. Within one day, one day, you're going to run back into me. And I'm going to pick you up. Wounded. Almost destroyed. And I'm going to put you back in the sheepfold. And I'm going to heal you. For all that the world has done to you. And I'm going to give you life and life more abundantly if you are part of the church. And if you know it, give me praise. Amen. 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 